Welcome, everybody, to the Gab Podcast, the Garrison and Bandy Podcast, a podcast with two dudes who are pastors at Bible Center Church in wild and wonderful West Virginia and are exploring how to do life with Jesus. I am Matt Garrison, and with me is my partner in crime, a man who needs no introduction, whose eschatological views are superior to everyone else's, ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Ryan Bandy. Wow. Thank you for that, Matt. So I um, honestly don't even know what my eschatological views are most of these days. So superior? I don't know. Probably not. Maybe. I mean, if you go hardcore on your view of the end times and you think you've got it all figured out, well, you don't. So maybe I'm superior in that regard. I don't know. All I know is it's a beautiful day. God is good. He's on the throne. Ministry's going well. And I'm about to take a few days of vacay and head to the coast, so life nice. is so good. Life is so good right now. But you see what I did there? I think I just took the lead in our syllable battle kind of thing here. I think I just uh, took the lead with eschatal or eschatological or eschatological. Mm. Yeah, you had it right the second time. The I second saw time. what you did. I heard heard what you did. I just it has the word just scat in it. I don't like eschatological, eschatological, whatever oh, it is. It's okay. outdoorsy. It's scat. all good. There's cat. All right, we're, we're, we're diverging here yeah. very quickly. So we did get some fan mail this week. We want to give a huge shout-out to Mr. Matt Taylor for yes. your encouraging note. Thank you so much for that, our brother. We also know that uh, you've been working out really hard lately. Mm-hmm. And so Ryan and I just have a question for you. Bro, are you losing weight? <laughs> <laughs> we're just kidding. You know we love you, Matt. Uh, we seriously, we thank you for the note, and uh, we will be giving you more Jesus. Mm. Man, I love this guy's heart. Yes. He is uh, hes a funny guy. He's a good dude. He, uh, he actually just recently committed to being more committed and to serving in various capacities in the church. So I'm super excited to see what God is going to do in and through him and uh, through the others that are stepping up to the plate. Absolutely. So excited to see what God is going to be doing here at Bible Center. Uh, on a side note, uh, this past weekend we had five people indicate that they have given their lives to Jesus and Amen. over the weekend we had 19 baptisms so cool praise what God. God is doing yes. here, y'all so amazing stinking amazing so on this episode we thought we could spend some time this is like a part one of who knows um, probably a recurring theme all throughout our podcast and so we're going to spend some time talking about leading well and so this is a topic that's not shy on books it's not shy on experts or articles or podcasts we essentially deal with this and talk a lot about leadership. So we thought we could add to the conversation with our experience, meaning from the books that we've read, podcasts we listen to, articles that we've been reading, and how we've been applying those in our various settings, both past and present. Yes, yeah, so I love this topic. I'm super excited to talk about it. Um, it's, it's, a, it's something that God has been working in my life in, stretching me in over the past year or so. Um, and so, Lord willing, several episodes, uh, we're going to really have several episodes of this in a sort of like series. Mm-hmm. So this is, uh, as I said, or as I was saying, an, an area that God's been stretching me in uh, in a huge way. He's used some incredible people. He's used some incredible resources, which we hope to share mm-hmm. uh, over the next several episodes. And really one of my main goals for this year, it's actually still on my whiteboard right in the middle. I wrote it on, uh, on there in January. And it's, it's really in this idea of leadership development, being developed and developing others. So um, just curious, how would you define leadership in your own vernacular? Gotcha. I think leadership at its, 
I guess the most basic premise or at its core, like one could argue is that it's simply influence. Mm. So leadership is influence. You know, one person influencing another in any way could be defined as leadership. And so if you were to ask me to define leadership in a word, that's the one I would come back to is it's it's influence. Um, If I were asked, is leadership important? I think I would echo author, speaker, John Maxwell, as he says, everything rises and falls on leadership. Mm-hmm. If yeah. you have a poor leader in any organization, any project, any endeavor, it's not going to work. I mean, how many times have we been in a group project together? And if the leader hasn't been very good, how has the project went? How did it go? Probably not good. Again, everything rises and falls on leadership. And so we do want to pause really quickly here and just kind of bring Jesus into the conversation right now, because I think it's important for us to realize that Jesus is the ultimate leader, right? When we look at scripture, uh, we never hear God describe uh, human leaders just as that as leaders, but often we hear, this is my servant Moses, this is my servant Joshua, where we are following God. Now, yes, God does choose to use humans in leadership roles, right? But it all goes yeah. back to God. So one way we could define this is that it has been defined is servant leadership. That's what we could call this. So again, leadership being influence, it means that a title at a job or any title of a leader, a boss, supervisor, teacher, administrator, etc. that's not the only way to lead. So you don't have to have the title to lead. Yeah, and that's a really great point. In fact, in, in my limited experience, I find that some of the best leaders are those who are focused the least on titles. Um, if you can't lead up, then you probably won't be able to lead down that's either, or at least not very effectively. Also, what you said about influence, that is everything. Oftentimes, like when I talk to people, students or otherwise, I'll tell them they're leading. And often, I mean, a lot of the time they look surprised. Like, this is the first time somebody's ever said this to me. They have no idea. And so this is what we might call the I see in you moment. Um, And we are often leading people, whether we realize it or not, for better or for worse. And so when it comes down to taking your influencers uh, and getting them to buy in, really, that's what it's all about, to buy in, in our context, to what we are doing for Jesus, to develop these individuals uh, and use their influence for the kingdom of God rather than any number of lesser things their influence might be used on. Yeah, so you mentioned this I see in you moment. I think we let's unpack that a little bit because um, you know our audience, maybe this first time they're hearing something like that because it's kind of an acronym, if you will, of the letters I and then C, letter mm-hmm. N and letter U. Like, Give us some context or an example of one of those moments. Yeah, so it is. Um, I mean, I mean, it's it's what it sounds like, but in uh, in just a, a broader, I guess, explanation. Um, even a, a recent example or illustration. I was talking to a student, and I basically said, "Hey, this is something that I see in you. Um, you are, whether you realize it or not, you're leading people. Mm. When you walk into a room, other people walk into that room." When you sit at, this, uh, sit at this table, other people sit at this table. Like you are influencing people, you are leading. And uh, he looked at me kind of like a, a calf looking at a new gate, like, wow, I'd, I'd never heard that before. Never really thought of it like that. And, um, and so I think that moment was big for him. Actually, I know that moment was big for him because I've seen, I've seen growth in his life um, awesome. since we had that discussion. And so a lot of times what it takes is just somebody from a you know, somebody from a different vantage point that has a different perspective speaking into our lives and saying, hey, 
Like, I know you're busy doing you, but this is something that I see um, for positive. Like, this is this is a really great thing that I see that you might not see or that I don't think you do. Or sometimes, you know, uh, for, you know, negative. Like, we have blind spots. Hey, this is something you might want to think about. And Hey, I wasn't even aware of that. Thank yep. you for pointing that out. Yep. Awesome, awesome, awesome. So as I think leaders also, um, leaders continually grow, mm. right? Stop learning, stop leading, right? And so I think yep. uh, the leader needs to constantly be reading books. They keep developing to be the best that they can be for Jesus in whatever field that they're in, whatever career, whatever uh, life brings you, you know, be, be the best we can be. And so as leaders learn, uh, what are some of the books that you've re- recently have uh, read that have dealt with some aspect of leadership? Yeah, a couple of these might be obvious. Um, maybe one or two of them won't be obvious. And I think you made a good point too. Um, and, and everybody's heard the, uh, the leaders are readers expression, mm-hmm. but it really is true. And I would encourage you too, as a leader, like don't just find one topic and read every single book in, you know, in the universe about that one thing, like be open to exploring other things, um, because that will help you in your levels of empathy and just having an understanding of, of, uh, your people, um, or employees or flock or, you know, whatever your context looks like. So for me in the past year, uh, one, and, and this is kind of, this is not really a shocker, but developing the leader within you by John Maxwell, uh, kind of a stalwart on the um, on this particular topic. I've read Lead Small. Um, I'll be reading uh, one this weekend. It's actually uh, set to arrive to my house today, Hero Maker by Dave Ferguson. And I am really stoked to get to this. It's actually part of a greater series called Exponential. So that kind of gives you an idea, shed some light on, on what kind of leadership it's talking about here. And uh, so it's it really, it's it's five essential practices for leaders to multiply leaders. And uh, so I look forward to being able to comment more on this book soon. Uh, but is it really that what good leaders do anyways? They, they recognize the importance of leadership. They are always seeking to develop others mm-hmm. because that is how positive and uh, positive change and growth is initiated, really. Oh, for sure. So if you read some of these books, what were some of the takeaways um, that you've used, the principles or taken away that you then kind of have applied to your leadership roles that you have? One of the biggest things, uh, really, and, and I'm just, honestly, I'm going to just give two simple things here. But first, I'm not Superman. Um, and that sounds like a yeah, duh sort of thing. But I think um, it's it's really not that simple. A lot of times we get busy with stuff and, and stuff piles up. I mean, early in my ministry, and I still struggle with this now. It's not like I'm a master of it now, but at least I've, I've grown to the point where I've been able to identify that this was a weakness. It was a real problem. But I was on my way to burnout because I thought that everything that I saw that needed to be done was up to me. Like it was all up to me. And, and that is something good leaders do. They identify things that need to be done. They also identify things that could be better, things that exist that could be better. But bad leaders try to tackle it all themselves. And that is not healthy. That is not sustainable. Mm-hmm. And so that's why I would not qualify that as good leadership. But the second thing is that there is power in multiplication. So this is not to suggest that I am trying to build a, a little army of Ryan Bandys going around doing what Ryan Bandys do. Um, but it is to suggest that once you begin to develop other leaders, 
other people, other other leaders, as a leader, there is real power in that. So over time, not only is your load lightened, not only is your load more sustainable, but others begin to lead with their own personalities. They began to lead uh, in their own context and the world begins to change. Mm -hmm. So this is powerful stuff. I can't possibly overstate this. And there are changes in my own ministry that I'm seeing as a result of exactly what we're talking about today. And I'm excited to share those in a, in a later podcast as we kind of progress through this series. Oh, for sure. So one of the books I've read is called The Motive, and it was by Patrick Lencioni. I believe that's how you mention or pronounce his name. And he talks about two leadership motives. And in this book, he actually uh, has written several leadership books and said that if he could go back in time, this is the book he would write first because yeah. it comes down to essentially the why. Why do you want to lead? Yeah. Why do you want to be a leader? And so he kind of focuses in on these two motives. And so the first one is this reward-centered leadership. Uh, the second one is a responsibility-centered leadership. So reward-centered leadership uh, kind of centers around this belief that a leader is a, being the title of or having the title of a leader is the reward for hard work, right? So once you arrive, whether whatever it might be, the top of the company or senior management, whatever, you have arrived. And so all the perks that come with it, that is your reward then for the hard work. So mm-hmm. again, all those yeah. perks, life should be easy. Everyone should have a good time. We're carefree. There's nothing mundane. There's nothing unpleasant or even uncomfortable with it. And so as I was pondering, reading this, I'm thinking, okay, is there anybody in pop, pop culture that exemplifies this? My mind keeps coming back to Michael Scott from The <laughs> Office, right? The TV show The Office. Yes. He has so many cringeworthy uh, moments there with Michael just oh, leading yeah. and being who he is. And um, I often think how long it would take somebody to get fired if they did any of that kind of stuff. <laughs> I wonder the same show. thing. Yeah, yeah, he, like, yeah he's the goat of how not to lead. Oh, man, human resources would have <laughs> it'd be a nightmare for somebody there. But anyway, but uh, the responsibility-centered uh, leadership believes that leading, it is a responsibility. And that leading will be difficult. It's going to be challenging and tough at times. However, there's going to be seasons of joy, and you're going to find personal satisfaction in them. And I think this is uh, points actually to Jesus as he talks about some of this in the Gospel of Luke in chapter 12, where he talks about being a servant. And he says, you know, to whom much is given, responsibility, much more is going to be required. That it's not this reward like, hey, I have arrived, so I can put my feet up, I can enjoy, you know, maybe not just the money or other fringe benefits, but it's it's still this responsibility of leading others. That's true. There's there's so much to that, and and that's that's a great point too. None of us ever arrive. Um, it is impossible, um, and that that that's why it's called progressive sanctification instead of just uh, sanctification mm-hmm. because it's progressive, and and so we should all be growing. But I, I love that verse because really sometimes, you know, readers read that and they're like, wow, you know, that's that's. A lot. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of responsibility, but that, this is not a call to shy away. This is called a lean in, mm. because that's what Christ has called us to do. He's called us to lead, and He's called us to lead well, to lead responsibly. I like what Solomon says in Proverbs eleven fourteen that it's in a lack of guidance or leadership that a nation or any organization, for that matter, falls. But victory is won through many advisors, and so we've really just kind of done some tip of the ice iceberg work here today. I'm excited to go deeper into this topic of leadership in the future. And we will. And so this is just 
part one of Leading Well. And if you have thoughts, ideas, things that you have learned as well from however, whatever forms of um, growth that you have. So if it's through books, podcasts, your own experience, we would love to hear them. So please, you can email us at garrisonandbandy at gmail.com. Again, garrisonandbandy at gmail.com and let us know. Again, we would absolutely love to hear from you. Yeah, definitely email us those thoughts, questions, suggestions, or even more ridiculous words. Uh, Also, uh, I just want to point out that if this episode struck a chord with you and there's a particular area of leadership or leadership development that you would like us to go deeper on, let us know. Uh, We realize this is a big subject. It's a big topic. There's a lot of different different rivers and streams uh, that come from this. So uh, if this is something that's important to you or that, you know, you'd say, hey, I, I would like a little bit more of this flavor, of leadership absolutely uh hit it hit us with that as always please leave your honest five-star review as these help us have a greater gospel impact keep loving and living jesus and remember we exist for his glory alone many blessings to you we'll see you soon